Well, can we count on Social Security and other questions listeners want answered? Today, we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prudent Money Radio Show. I'm your host, Bob Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Well, if you got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com. Send your questions in and I will get you taken care of. There's also the ability to schedule, to get on my schedule. We do have that on the website if you have something that you need to understand that goes beyond an email. So I, I have allotted 30 minute, a few each week to where uh, you can go and sign up for that. And there's obviously no cost, no obligation, just trying to make sure that Prudent Money can be a resource to help you with those questions. So that's off the website, www.prudentmoney.com. Well, as we round the end of the year, and this is the last live broadcast that I'm going to be doing uh, until we get back on January 2nd, and I'm particularly excited about this this vacation because I just haven't really honored this type of vacation in a long time. We, you know, I hope you're not like this, but uh, we'll I'll close the office and we'll put everything uh, closed down for the year and open up after New, on New Year's Eve. But I still would find myself working. And uh, this time around, I'm not going to do that. And I'm actually uh, looking forward to, to doing that. So I hope that you have some vacation time coming to you. And I would uh, hope that you would use it a lot more efficiently than I have used it in the past. And I hope that I use it efficiently this time around. So that leaves us with several different things we could talk about. We could talk about the markets. But, you know, there's really nothing to talk about. The markets are going up and have been going up on the notion that the Federal Reserve Board is going to lower or cut interest rates. You know, we've talked about that and the possibilities of that. We'll address that again after the first of the year. That's nothing really pressing. So there's, there is that. The one thing I want to talk about today is just kind of what's on your mind. What kind of questions have I been getting? What are people concerned about? And I thought I would take some time to discuss that with you. And uh, some is talking about how to get ready for the new year. What are your habits like? What are habits are working that you could even improve more upon? We want to take the habits that are working and make them even better, right? Because if they're working at this level, you can't imagine how great they'll work at even a higher levels. Then the habits that just are not working, maybe something you don't want to think about, but might be a good idea. I know that that is some time I'm going to spend myself really uh, looking into what is not working and uh, what could reverse that into a better habit. So let's start with the question that I probably one of the more most common questions that I get. What is the true state of Social Security today? I'm 55. Will it be there for me? You know, Social Security is really interesting to me because I do a lot of planning for, for clients, a lot of financial plans. And, of course, there's always the, the question, do you count on Social Security? Because you could literally have a wife and a husband 
claiming Social Security at age 66, 67, and it could amount to over $6,000 a month. I mean, that's that's significant. In, in fact, it's really interesting because I find that people don't pay attention really uh, that closely to Social Security statements and benefits because it's kind of like, eh, if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not, until they really get into a planning mode. But the... It is it's interesting when to get the reaction when I will tell them that, hey, you're looking at uh, $6,000 or $5,500 or $5,000 a month in Social Security benefits, and they're shocked that it's that high. So I, I would suggest to you that for a number of reasons, Social Security, the program, the benefit, is one of great importance and one that people are going to be depending upon going forward as they enter into retirement. I think it's going to be, become a bigger, a bigger part of it. You know, if you think about it, with the Social Security payment, alongside that with a moderate amount of investments that are built up, and uh, considering that you are, if not out of debt, close to being out of debt, you could you can live a very significant retirement if uh, if you've if you've got the right components. So hey, let's talk a little bit about Social Security in general, because there's you got to understand how it works. Each payroll check that you receive or direct deposited into your bank comes minus payroll taxes. Some of those payroll taxes are pay your Social Security payroll tax. That's money that goes to the Social Security program and everybody pays that tax, that payroll tax. You pay it and then your employer matches it. So a pretty significant amount of money goes in to fund Social Security. There's one aspect of the Social Security Fund, it's the trust fund. And what the trust fund does is that it has, I don't know how much money it has in it, but it has a certain amount of money in, in it. And the money that, that comes in through payroll taxes is not quite enough money to pay Social Security benefits that are due. So money has to come out of that trust fund in, in, in addition to payroll taxes to mat to provide the benefit to uh, people in retirement. So the problem that we have is that when you hear that the Social Security is going to run out of money, but basically what they're saying is, is that the Social Security trust fund is going to run out of money, and that's where you have the problem. So. If the Social Security Trust Fund is, I think, somewhere around 2034, I, I did the math, and I can't make this up. That's about the time I turned 66, so uh, couldn't be better timing, right? <laughs> so in it, 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 2034, 2032, I've heard various they, – they, they typically the dates are around that time period. Social Security – the trust fund will run out of money, 
and then you will have Social Security benefits funded by payroll taxes. So payroll taxes come into the fund. They go straight back out to pay benefits. The problem is is that Social Security uh, payroll taxes only cover about roughly 70% of today's uh, Social Security benefits uh, obligated to be paid by the government. That will get a there will be, there will be a, a much bigger disparity coming as more and more people are retiring as we see generations get in, get into that age. So this problem, obviously, if they don't do something about it, becomes much worse. The good news is that study after study shows that a small adjustment in the payroll taxes and other other ways could could build the Social Security Trust Fund back up and could continue to fund that for decades going forward. Now, that is just a Band-Aid approach, but for those of us who are in our 50s, maybe some of those that are in their 40s, late 40s, and then on up, should not see a problem a problem with the funding of Social Security. They can also do a lot of other things. They can uh, they can make it to where Social Security starts a little bit later. They can they can remove the option of age sixty two. I mean, there's a lot of the different things they can do. So, the solution to fixing Social Security, or at least putting a Band-Aid on it for most people, is not that big of a deal, and I think that with, without question will happen. It's a political hotbed of a, of a problem that needs to be fixed. And, you know, I can see politicians now, and you know, we're about to start 2024, and you've got a situation where in roughly 8 to 10 years, you have to fix the problem of Social Security. No president wants Social Security to be a problem or, or become a problem on their watch. That would not be the legacy, and that would be a legacy that they would live with if that were the case. So no president is, is going to want to have that scenario as part of their legacy. So at some point, maybe this next term, maybe the two terms from now, probably probably need to be tackling in this next term. Now that I'm doing the math, and uh, we'll we'll see a, a very intentional effort to fix the the uh, problem. Now, going out three or four decades, that problem will more than likely reappear again. But the thing about it is they will, from a political standpoint, who's ever president will make it sound as if they fixed the Social Security problem. They didn't, hard to believe they'll they'll actually fix the entire problem for good. They can put a Band-Aid on it, though. And that's, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's the way it will be. So... We'll talk a little bit more about this. Uh, we're coming up against a break. Hey, this is Bob Brooks. Stick around. I'll be right back.
Hi, this is Bob Brooks, host of the Prudent Money Radio Show. As we wrap up another year, I would encourage you to consider what is not working for you when it comes to money. More importantly, what is not working for you when it comes to your stewardship relationship with Christ? Through Christmas, God reminds us that there is nothing better than the present. God gives us the gift of the present to do things differently. As we head towards a new year, consider what changes God would have you make with His money. I want to take this opportunity to wish you a very Merry Christmas from the Prudent Money Radio Show, heard here only on Bible School Radio 91.3 KDKR, Decatur, Dallas, Fort Worth. On that holy night of Jesus' birth, an angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds, delivering a message of hope. That message wasn't just meant for the shepherds. It's a message meant for everyone. I'm John Monroe, and Friday on the Verdict, we're thinking of the humble, ordinary shepherds who were at the manger. Friday on the Verdict. The Verdict, weekday mornings at 10.30, here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. In 1 Corinthians, Paul reminds us to run the race of life to win the prize. Join me, Dr. Erwin Lutzer, for Running to Win. Be strengthened to finish your race with confidence. Weekday mornings at 8 o'clock, here on KDKR. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. If you've got a question for me, please go to the website at www.prudentmoney.com. Send it in, and I will get that taken care of for you. That's all at the website, www.prudentmoney.com. Talking about Social Security is one of the probably the most asked questions as, as far as how long will it, will it stay Will it last? And my guess, just doing the math of when it's supposed to run out, that we'll hear a lot uh, and maybe even see the le- some legislation passed in this next four years. Uh, haven't heard a whole lot about it, um, but we'll, I, I would think that they would have to get on top of things. So is it, is it, a, is it a serious problem? Yes and no. Yes, for the very, very long term, but for the next uh, three or four decades, probably not as big of a problem as the news, as the as the uh, uh, financial news media makes it out to be. Dear Bob, I was looking over my life insurance and trying to figure out if I had too much or too little. How do you know? You know, think about the last time that you really audited, we'll say, your your life insurance. You know exactly how much you have. If you've got term insurance, you know when it runs out. You got a real good grip on it, and you know what the purpose of having half a million or having a million is. In fact, there's a lot of people that will that will base their whole potential need of a life insurance just by 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 buying a million dollars worth. Now a million dollars will go a long way, no question. But is it is is the need really a million dollars? It could be seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. It could be one point two million dollars. So I would encourage you to not only audit your life insurance to see what type you have, when it might run out, what uh, the details are. And then dive into some goals. And you could do this with a financial advisor. And uh, this is, a, I think, a very important process to go through. So the first question is, if something were to happen to you, the, the primary provider, and that could be the husband or the wife, 
what kind of income needs to be replaced and for how long. So say that you're, you're 45 years old, something tragically happens to the husband or, or the wife, the, the, main, the main breadwinner, and uh, you have $100,000 coming in, how much life insurance do you have to have to replace that $100,000 income? And then what about at retirement? What, what, how much do you want at retirement? And you can figure out how much you need for that as well. You need to determine and add to that if you want to pay off any debt. If you want to go ahead and provide college for your kids or, or uh, anything like to, to, to at that degree. If you have special situations, maybe you have, you have parents that are still alive and you have some financial responsibility there. Maybe you have sp- uh, special needs kids and they need uh, some additional funding down the road. Then, I, then there's another term that I like to use called transition money. And I like to see maybe about $50,000 worth of money that, that really kind of covers the surviving family for those initial four or five months and make sure that they have some, some instant money to, to uh, kind of take some of the financial edge off. But I'm a big advocate of using term insurance. Term is the, the whole idea behind insurance is getting as much as you can for as little as you can, a little, for as little income that you have to spend on it. And term fits that just fine. So make sure you have some goals that go along with, you know, this is why we have this amount of insurance. And like I said, a financial advisor can go over that with you. Dear Bob, with the new year approaching, I'm going to get serious about goals. What are some of the things I should consider? You know, one of the things that I think is very important, and we talked a little bit about this earlier in the opening, is what are you doing that is working, and what are you doing that is not working? Maybe something you continue to do over and over, and you get the same un, same. Uh, results that um, that aren't really there to support and and get you where you want to go in life. So one of the things that I would encourage you to do is to focus on habits. What habits could you change that would make the biggest difference? You know, maybe it's the habit of eating right. Maybe it's the habit of exercise maybe it's the habit knowing know that it's the habit of of seeking meaning and in, in reading your bible and determining what is it that god would have you to understand it where you are in life in the scripture that you're reading i mean just think and we know we know that the actions we take if it's supporting us or if it's not supporting us but really take a hard look at that and if you and if you find a habit that you're really good at see how you can improve even improve on that habit to make it even better i mean that's you got proof that that habit works and uh and now you're going to improve upon that habit but i would you know i would look at finances uh, look at uh, if you have debt the amount of debt that you have 
and put a dollar figure on how much debt that you want to pay off by the end of the year or maybe all of it, how you're going to do that, and then and then the sticking to that process of, uh, of, of paying down that debt. But I like to think of, there's, there's two things that I like to think of when it comes to uh, New Year's goals and uh, New Year's resolutions, which I think New Year's resolutions are just kind of something you talk about at a, at a party. Goals are something a little bit to step up from that. Habits, to me, are just because if you get the habits right, the goals come. And that's that's what's uh, important. One of the things I, I like to, and I was having lunch with a, a dear friend uh, a couple of days, uh, breakfast with a dear friend yesterday, and he said, you know, I love to think of the beginning of the year as a new beginning, and, and, and the prior year was behind me. And I think that that is such a great visual that every time you, while you're writing out these these habits you want to change, these goals that you want to reach, and you figure out what you have to do to get there. Think about it as the what you learned from what did not work in 2023, knowing that 2024 is a brand new year, it's a new beginning, and you can change that by changing your habits. The uh, There's a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear, the, without question, the best book ever written about habits. And uh, actually, I had James on the program. This was eight or ten years ago, long time ago. I'm actually trying to see if I can get him back on the program to talk about this book because this is this is a this is one of those must-read books that are important to uh, that will help shape your uh, your journey there as, as you try to make better choices. Finally, what is the sixty forty portfolio? You hear a lot about that because the sixty forty portfolio was a way to go about investing money and to and to uh, diversify, diversify your money so that you can protect yourself to a certain extent from risk. And basically, a 60-40 portfolio means that there's 60% that goes into stocks and 40% that goes into bonds. And at the end of, the, end of each year, you rebalance those numbers to make sure that they stay 60-40. The problem is that writer after writer after writer has written articles about is the 60-40 portfolio dead because you have the unique situation where bonds and stocks were losing money at the same time. Generally speaking, over in history would confirm this, is that if stocks were losing money, Bonds were making a little bit of money or holding steady. So you had, so not everything was going, not everything was losing. That's been the case. uh, So far this year, bonds are up a little bit, which is good. But the prior two years, bonds have been way down. And uh, in fact, if, if this third year turns out to be negative, 
it'll be the first time in ever the history of bonds that uh, this would have ever take that this would have taken place. So it just goes back to the notion that a in, an investment strategy doesn't work 100% of the time. And that's the thing that you really want to to have to understand. The 60/40 portfolio will work again at some point and will be a a, a good strategy. It's not dead. It uh, just is going through a bad time. I mean, if you look at the number of years that in history that you had the prices of bonds and stocks going down at the same time, I mean, it's a very, very limited number of years. So clearly not dead. It's just it's just a strategy does not work all of the time, 100% of the time. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. As we wrap up this year, I just want to thank you for your listening to the program, whether you listen to it live or on the radio or you listen to it through podcast. It blesses me, and I appreciate your comments and your participation in what we're trying to do with Prudent Money, which is learning to be the best stewards possible over what God has given us. And God has given us everything we have, from health to, to everything money and we talk of course a lot about money god bless you and your family and merry christmas that's all the time we have for today questions or comments for bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard visit www.prudentmoney.com be sure to join bob brooks again for the next edition of prudent money